Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. to you a little bit about green flags that dismissive avoidance look for while dating. So what are green flags? They're essentially things that give the go-ahead to the dismissive avoidant when they're interested in pursuing a person. And we're going to go through the top five in total. So number one, dismissive avoidance tend to be attracted to or interested in or see it as a green flag or a positive if somebody is independent. And the reason for this is it doesn't trigger their own fears of losing the relationship to themselves, even if the relationship to themselves is more like the relationship to being in survival and the relationship to the creature comforts in their life that they use to soothe. They tend to be terrified of somebody coming in and becoming too codependent and too attached too quickly. And so they tend to see it as a huge plus if somebody is quite independent in their own personal life, if they have an established sense of self. I've often heard dismissal avoidance over the years say things like, oh, this person has great relationships with their friends. They have a stable relationship to their family. And they say these things as if they're like being judgmental about those things, but they're not. They're seeing Hey, you've got lots of places to get your needs met, that that it's not going to all fall on me. And there's not going to be all this pressure on my back as a result. So they really tend to value those things. And they tend to sort of consciously look for things in the dating stage of relationships because they're vetting somebody. They're trying to find out, is this a good fit? Is this person going to show up in this way or not? So that's a huge, a huge positive. Number two, that's a huge green flag for dismissive avoidance is if somebody is an individual who tends to understand the dismissive avoidance ways, feelings, and needs. And the dismissive avoidant doesn't necessarily expect somebody to mind read them all the time or anything like that, but they look for somebody who's understanding. And what they're essentially looking for is for somebody not to um, give them a hard time about needing alone time, um, to be able to make space and be flexible and sort of make room for the dismissive avoidant. At a deep level, the DA often sees themselves in a light where they're going, hey, there's, there's kind of something wrong with me or I'm not the typical person. And so they get hesitant and afraid to invest in somebody that's going to make them feel small, or wrong or defective for their ways. And so dismissal wouldn't tend to really value somebody who's understanding and sort of shows that understanding and exercises it and really makes the dismissive avoidant feel kind of heard and understood. Um, and to be clear, cause I know some people will leave comments about this to be clear. It doesn't mean that like, if you're the potential partner of a dismissive avoidant, don't be mean to the dismissive avoidance in the comments. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to bend over backwards and like have only these green flags. Like if you feel upset about something or, or frustrated by something, you have a couple options, communicate about it, set a boundary about it. And if the situation continues to happen and your boundaries are crossed or your needs are not being met or whatever it might be, you can leave the relationship. And if you're not, and you're truly unhappy, you should look within you and sort of question like, well, what in me is so afraid to be alone or what in me is keeping me here. Right. Um, but 
at the end of the day, you know, these are things that DAs are looking for and you can show up in a way that's understanding, but it doesn't have to, those are not mutually exclusive concepts. So it doesn't have to be at the expense of your own needs. And if your needs are not met, just like with any other attachment style, any other person you're in a relationship with, you know, you should communicate about it first, try to see your needs through. And if things are just not working out and your needs are still unmet, then it's not a good fit for you in the relationship. And so you should leave. So just important to sort of be mindful of this for anybody who's listening on the receiving end. So those are our first two. Number three is dismissive avoidance look for people in relationships who they find are supportive. And what they're really looking for is DAs have a huge neglect wound in their childhood, right? There's a total lack of support, whether it's emotional support, whether it's like physical needs support, where they didn't have food on the table consistently, they didn't have structure, they didn't have some kind of like stability in their life. Like as a general rule, dismissive avoidance are really looking for um, support. They feel like they were unsupported as little children, and that's a bit of a void within them. And so when somebody comes into their lives, it tends to be really supportive. Um, this tends to be a huge green flag for dismissive avoidance. And they see that as something that's like really nice. Um, and they feel sort of drawn in towards that. I heard so many dismissive avoidance in my practice over the years um, talk about how they really appreciated feeling supported. Number four, a huge green flag for dismissive avoidance is if there's a sense of stability in a person, they tend to really value and care about somebody's you know, inner peace because they see it as stopping um, from being a pain point or challenge around things that they would otherwise um, really struggle with, right? So DAs tend to really struggle with conflict. They really don't like conflict. Um, they tend to have a bit of a core wound of feeling unsafe. So they really want to feel like if they are going to connect and be open and vulnerable, it's a safe thing to do because that person's kind of a safe person. And I don't mean that somebody's just like so consistent and rigid and flat and never has anything to say or anything like that. Like you should still be your own individual. But if you seem like you're somebody who's stable and makes, you know, relatively good decisions and things like that, that's obviously a plus for a dismissive avoidant because of those different wounds that they're carrying at a subconscious level. And another huge green flag for dismissive avoidance is that somebody um, acts in a way that's harmonious. So, so somebody has sort of a sense of making light of things, laughing, you know, has this sort of sense of um, harmony that they bring into the dismissive avoidance life. And it's something that DAs, again, like these are just things I heard all the time, like, oh, I'm so drawn to that. Like they have this nice energy or they have this sort of sense of lightness about them, or we get along really well. The relationship's kind of harmonious. Like every time we date, it's a great date. We get along. That tends to be a huge focus of DAs because again, they kind of just want relationships to be simple and keep the peace. Now, um, it doesn't mean don't have arguments, don't have disagreements, do it. We should always have disagreements. We should always, it, with, with people in our lives, it's normal, but we should work through those disagreements in very healthy ways. And that's really what the difference is, right? And if somebody's not willing to work with you or meet you halfway, that's another conversation. Um, but it's really how we do these things that will matter um, rather than like the what behind it, right? So if you have a, a need that's unmet, you shouldn't silence yourself if you're the partner of a DA, you should just communicate about it in a kind, respectful manner and be consistent so that need is seen through. And the DA either jumps on board and shows up or they don't. And then that becomes a secondary conversation. Okay, well, if this is a really important need to you and the person's not going to budge, 
maybe you're not in the right relationship and then that's on you to make the decision to stop participating. Um, so I hope that makes sense. I sometimes see people be mean to DAs in the comments and um, I feel like all attachment styles have different challenges and pain points and it just all comes from trauma, right? It's all rooted in trauma at the end of the day. So, um, you know, it's really important to be able to be respectful and be kind to everybody and sort of see where some of the th these things might be coming from and also see into like, well, why does this, pain me so much. Um, if I feel the need to bash somebody in the comments or something like that, is it my shadow? Is it like, oh, this person dismisses me and it's actually triggering such a pain point because I'm sometimes dismissive of myself or because I stay in relationships where that happens. And then that's healing for you to do as well, right? So that you don't have to keep going through those painful cycles. So anyways, I hope this all makes sense. Um, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being here. If you want to do a deep dive into anything, if you are somebody who feels like there's this shadow point here, um, whoever you get triggered by, if there's things we take really personally from others, um, there's always a beautiful insight to learn about what needs to be healed inside of ourselves so we don't stay operating in situations like that and so that we don't have the subconscious pattern that we use against ourselves on autopilot without consciously realizing. And I've got a whole course that goes into this you can check out for free that can be really, really helpful for these things. It's our shadow work course. Um, you can use the link below. You can check it out for free for seven days and it will give you a lot of insight into yourself and help you change these patterns of behavior. So you also don't end up in unfulfilling relationships. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Thank you so much for watching and for being here. Please like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you in the next video.